before I start, let me pray for Buddha Dhamma Sangha and the lineages of the Guru. So today uh, we are going to talk on the pranayama itself and uh, also some minor asanas, as you can see in the chart. Um, let us start today, so uh, without doing a lot of discussion, uh, uh, I will just focus on the instruction itself. So the first um, pranayama, there are like uh, seven pranayamas, uh, which has been, the Patanjali Institute has been uh, doing a lot of researches uh, and there could be a lot of like pranayamas actually the practice and then they have made this uh, into seven pranayamas uh, where the two are the most important pranayama and then the five uh, another uh, pranayamas like uh, minor pranayamas uh, so this seven pranayama all starts from the Brahmani and as you as you are doing the practice it is put in such a sequence wise how the biorhythm works and uh, uh, it all has to start from the gentle pace and then it starts like going on uh, more intense and then it comes down into more so it's more like a very balancing way so when a practice is, practitioner is doing it, uh, please remember that we do in a sequence-wise, as I have uh, written on the chart, one, two, three, four. So do not mix up with the numbers of the practice because uh, it is regarding to the biorhythm how it works. So everything needs to be started from the very gentle base. Uh, this is called, the first uh, pranayama is called Vastrika. Um, so before that, uh, I want to give some tips. Those who have heart problem and those who have hernia problem or some ulcers, uh, please don't bend backwards. Always remember. And those who has uh, backache, don't forward. Don't bend forward. Remember this. And. Uh, simple tips on the breath taking when you are um, taking like side crunches or back one breathe in always breathe in no matter whatever like posture you are doing or maybe in the work remember whenever you take backwards and the sideways breathe in whenever you are bring, uh, bending forward breathe out so these are the things uh, that one needs to understand and whenever a person is sitting on the normal posture the breathing should be in the normal pace got it and uh, those who have the migraine pain also should not bend forward too much or squeeze their brain uh, squeeze their lungs sitting in this posture 
otherwise they would have the migraine pain more severe and severe uh, over a period of time. So remember these uh, few tips. And we start from the Brahmari. So the first is uh, the normally there are like different sort of posture for the leg, uh, Siddhasana, Supasana, and then a lot of uh, like uh, Padmasana. You can sit like in a normal, normal way, whichever is comfortable for you. And those who are on the chair can also be comfortable on the chair. The most important here while doing the pranayama is the whole exercise since it is uh, uh, related with the uh, pranayama which is uh, uh, about the breath taking. Uh, we have to focus always on our spinal cord being straight so that we can expand our lungs as much as we can so that there is a high possibility we consume more oxygen. So these are very important uh, things. So it doesn't matter whether you are on a, uh, on a mat, on the ground, uh, sitting in this posture, or folding your legs, or maybe on the chair. The most important is your expansion of the lungs. Please focus on that. When we are working with the pranayama, we have to focus on the spinal cord being straight, and head a little bit down so that we don't have backache, you know. Let head a little bit down so there is a balance. Remember that. And the foot, whatever is comfortable for you, it's fine. We are flexible here. <laughs> Back in India, maybe like uh, some tradition have very like uh, strict uh, in this, but I think uh, uh, the core is to expand and our lungs as much as we can. So we are working with the breath. So, and there are different sort of mudras, even while one can be in the dhyana mudra, this is for concentration, and uh, there is uh, this, uh, another mudra, there is Prithivi mudra, there is uh, uh, so, a lot of this, uh, I would not uh, go with this, you know, like Shakti mudra and Apana mudra, so, um, the, the best of all this is like they have different, uh, when you touch the finger, it creates different, uh, how you say, uh, auric field, they say, because our body is made out of five elements, and then these five fingers are represents of five elements, starting from earth, fire, water, wind, and sky, or the space, you know. So when you touch with different, it's uh, really like changing your whole auric field or the bioelectric magnetic field. So it is very important with that, but we will not go with this all uh, steps. So normally you might have seen uh, the yogis using this, uh, this mudra, uh, which is called the dhyana mudra. It is to build the concentration. So even with the respiration practice, you are aware of your breath in and out, and also you are um, you're continuously focused and concentrated, uh, concentrated on your practice of breath. So normally you see this. This is called the Dhyana Mudra for the concentration. So let us use the Dhyana Mudra. So it is always like this, right? And touching two fingertips, the thumb and the index finger. And you can do it with a closed eye 
or both open eyes, but today I want you to be open so that one can see what I'm doing. So, head a little bit bent down, straight, and see the difference between how I take the breath. There are two ways people tend to make mistakes while taking the breath. There are people who tend to uh, like uh, blow up the stomach, but we are not trying to blow up the stomach. This is wrong. See, there are people, a lot of people do this also, but this is totally different from what we are trying to practice. Ours must be the expansion of the lungs. It should be like this. And see the difference? You see? Not stomach, expansion of lungs. So, let us practice this for two minutes. It all has to start from the gentle pace. Breathe in. Breathe out. This is good for the migraine pain. Those who have migraine pain will overcome. This is good for the respiratory system, especially those who are having the asthma ailments. This is good for the skin ailments and also the nervous systems. Breathe in gently and breathe out gently. Focus on the expansion of your lungs. That's the core thing. If you miss that, then we are not practicing the pranayama properly. Aware of your expansion of the lungs. Now, uh, normally we do this for uh, two minutes. Okay. Now you got the uh, correct way? Understood? Yeah, this is the first one. Now the second pranayama is called the Kapalvati, which is the major pranayama or the most effective pranayama of all the pranayama practice. Till now, there have been like uh, millions of cases and like thousands of different ailments regarding uh, regarding the bone, uh, regarding the bone marrow, regarding uh, the, the loss of hair, retino, eye and then uh, air with the skin ailments and a lot of uh, other complications. There have been a lot of like scientific research and the, uh, it has become the most, how you say, uh, the effective pranayama. This needs to be continued for 10 minutes. The Kapalbhati is to be, uh, while exhaling, we need to contract the stomach. So it's, it's like this.
one second, one shot. That means if you do 10 minutes, it's 600 shots. Remember that. Let us practice that. Are you breathing in? I was just going to ask that. Exhale. What about the in-breath? Exhale and contract. While exhaling, contract the stomach. When do you inhale? <laughs> right, I'm trying to get that too. We're, we're wondering when do you breathe in, because that's, no, in that's like, exhale. In, in is like normal, and exhale is a little bit, little bit forceful, but not so much forceful. I find it's very helpful between breaths to relax your stomach muscles completely. Yes. Can you do that? When you laugh, your stomach automatically goes inside. Similarly, you don't take out the breath through the mouth, but through the nose and the nostrils. Remember, again, spinal cord straight so that there is a very good pump on your stomach. So the inhale is a small inhale, not a peak. Normal, normal inhale. Not very long, because every one second you have to hit the shot. We're still inhaling into our lungs, right? Remember, when you are exhaling one shot, how much will be the intake in breath? Because you are pumping the whole abdomen, where your pancreas, large intestine, stomach, liver, kidney exist, and the genital organs. So, you are dealing with the whole abdominal exercise. So this is good for your digestive system, reproductive system, liver, pancreas, spleen, and everything. This part. This is a more sort of male energy, so this will generate the confidence. The confidence. Those who don't have that confidence or uh, those who are not able, like very shy person or like not unable to like communicate in front of people. So these things will, the weakness part will go away and more confidence will build. But remember, this practice cannot be done by those people who are about to like give birth. The pregnant woman. The pregnant woman cannot do this. Expecting mothers cannot do this practice. And the Bahaya which I will tell you later, this cannot do. Those who have heart disease must do in a gentle pace. When I'm demonstrating, I am putting a like larger effort. But when you are doing by yourself, you don't have to create that forceful sound. You can be just like, 
Okay? Remember, those who have heart disease and uh, those who are expecting mothers, don't do this exercise. You have expected, conceived, then you can start. And um, please remember this, those who have heart, look, heart, they cannot do it, uh, they can do it in a gentle pace, but not very hard. And you will understand as you, if you are doing it in a very forceful manner, then you will start having pain over here. That means you are not doing it correctly. It's too forceful. And if you feel very tired, you can keep few seconds of rest, maybe 10, 15, and then you can start. Hoku, do you relax your stomach all the way like Todd said, or is it, do you kind of keep your stomach? Pardon? Todd says it helps him to relax his stomach all the way mm -hmm. in between and then tighten it. Is that how you do it as well? Take this. But do you relax all the way? Oh, I, I just inhale and then I just loosen it and then pump, 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 pump. You know, it's not like totally you relax, then it takes a lot of time. You cannot hit a shot per second. Just release it. And over a period of like practice, then you can do it, you know. That's why I want you to like do it so I can see. If we are breathing in and contracting, we are in the wrong way. The whole, instead of becoming anti-ailment, it will develop the ailment. So remember, the breathtaking is a very, very, uh, it should be very precise. So, Just like when you laugh, your stomach goes inside automatically, you know. If you are unable to do within one second, you can take time and then you try to uh, get the real technique first. demonstrate this very slow. Okay, can we do that? You can put one hand on your stomach and see whether it is contracting or not. Inside. 
Yes? Okay, I think everyone knew now. So it's only uh, like, it may take like few days of practice that you, you should not, but remember, one second in one shot. When you come to, when you get used to that practice, make sure that you hit one second, one shot. So if you have a wall crop, so whenever it's a you can hit one shot. So remember that. And uh, this is done for like uh, 10 minutes. Now the other third, um, third is um, the Bahia Brahma, which is more intense. So we started from the very gentle. Now it is getting like more intense and more intense. Now this one, you have to exhale, hold the breath, and then contract your stomach and hold it there. Your, your throat muscle needs to be stopped. So this is, there are three bun, there are three closing points here, here, and then the anal muscle needs to be closed. So you're holding your breath, you're closing that three part here, there, and then the below part, and you're just sitting like this, holding the breath. It is very good for those who have gastritis problem, pancreas, digestive system problem, constipation, so these are good for that. And please, those who have, uh, like, like expecting mothers, number one, number two, who has backache problem, don't do this. And those who have this period menstruation problem, or going through the menstruation period, please don't do this while having that period. So it's quite intense, you know. So I'm, I'm going to demonstrate this first. We have to do this for three times, okay? So exhale and then lower your chin towards the collarbone, blocking this, putting inside this one, and then uh, stopping the anal muscle as well. So you close on the exhale, not on the inhale. Yeah, exhale and, and then, then hold. Like hold. Okay. Hold the breath. Yeah, take the, like your stomach inside, contract it and then hold it there. So you close here, here, and then the middle part. Okay? And also the breath you hold. And it is very good for the diabetic patient. Good news. It's just like the Manduka Asana that normally you do in the asanas. You sit like this in the Vajra Asana, and there are like practice which you do, exhale. So this is also good for the Diabetes. So similar to this, we are dealing with the pranayama practice right now. So exhale, hold, and contract. Okay? Start. Exhale, hold. Straight, but the neck needs to be, chin needs to be touching the color bone so that the throat muscle 
and then the muscle on the stomach and the anal muscle needs to be closed. Contract your stomach as much as you can. Hold it for a moment and as long as you can. So it could be five seconds and, and then over a period of time sometimes you tend to do it for like 20-30 seconds easily. You know. Okay, let us do it again. As much as you can contract, there is no rules and regulation. Like even one inch contract by oneself is good enough because we are in a learning pace right now. It's contracting a little bit. Okay. Okay, we are only going to do this for three times. But at the learning pace right now, you can do and see. So, can you find the intensity <coughs> and the difference when you just release? Can you find? So, let me demonstrate once again. It's really getting hot. So, see, like this. Just, just absorb. three times. Those who have period problem or on the period, don't do it. Expecting mothers, don't do it. Those who have backache, don't do it. But those who have diabetes, please do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the second one also has the similar qualities. The, uh, the, uh, the fourth one, I would say, the fourth pranayama, uh, which is called the Agnisar. This is to create the heat in your body. Agni means the heat. You know. So we are trying to create a heat. And why do we need to create a heat? In order to overcome the negativities, the fire is very important. The fire. Like the constipation problems and all this, it needs heat. It needs heat to take out all those which are stuck in our uh, digestive systems, you know, all those uh, negative things, contaminating things, which is not letting us to uh, have the motion properly, then uh, these things need to burn. So it is very good for the constipation uh, problem and those who have hernias as well, you know. Now, this is exactly like the first one, but a little bit different. Exhale, hold, but we are not going to put our chin on our collarbone and block it. It's straight, exhale, and then we pump our stomach while holding the breath. Remember, those who have blood pressure should not do this. 
the 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 the, um, the earlier one, which is the Bayer pranayam, and then this one. Blood pressure patients don't do this. These two. Blood pressure high one, not the low one. Let me demonstrate it. Exhale, hold, and pump your stomach like this while holding, and then release the uh, like taking the breath. As much as you can pull in, pump your stomach. That's fine. I saw you doing correctly. And uh, let me see. And some tend to do like this. <laughs> Move the shoulder. We're not moving the shoulder. It looks as if you are moving the shoulder because the movement, because of the movement, it seems like the shoulder is moving. But we are very still with the shoulder. A lot of people would do like this. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> yeah, even back in India, like a lot of people mistake, you know. They, they see people doing this. And of course, there is some movement, but they are not moving the joints. But for them, it looks like moving the joints, you know, as if going for a horse ride. <laughs> so, let us make it clear that we are only moving this part. We are not moving the joints, not the shoulder blades, nothing like that. But it may look like that. So please be aware of what we are doing. The, the pumping motion, is that the same as the other one you showed us? That same, like the short breath, it's, it's little tightening? Because when I watch you, it's like your whole stomach is like, yeah. like a belly dancer. It's going yeah. out and in. It's, it's, it's pulling as much as you can. This one is really intense than the other in, one. In and then all yeah. the way out. All the way in and all the way out. Okay. Like when you pull in, it's like really strong. But when you pull out, it's like loose. And then like this. Okay. It should be like this. Okay? So over a period of time, <laughs> your baby will also be like that. And it says, it is very important when you do the pranayama, remember your baby needs to be like the baby's baby, very soft. No problem. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. It should be like the baby's baby, you see? So the more, the flexible, you know, when you are in the normal phase, if your baby is like really going inside, and the size of the baby normally, they say, even mine, I need to like reduce, but the thing, they tend to do like this, and you have to hold like this, you know. Starting from here, 
it needs to come down. Come down up to here. So that's the exact size of one's baby. And then the food we take, the portion of our food is your palm together, or this is the right portion. With all the food, vegetable, salad, whatever you have, you cannot have more than this. So imagine the burger that we are taking, maybe the big burger is like too big. So, so this is the right portion, okay? There are like other things like with the, with the five white poisons we call like white rice, white flour, white sugars are poisoned, you know, like white salt. And there is another like uh, maybe white, not white milk. That's, that's poison too. Yeah, not white milk. But here, like, uh, we have to understand whether they have been, like, fed with all the oxytocins and then creating a lot of milk or not. We have to see that. And it also says, like, if there is a difference between the buffalo cow, buffaloes, like, in back in India, you have, like, water buffalo, which gives milk. There are, like, goat milk. And then we have this cow milk. It says that the cow milk is the best milk. But the cow should not be fed with a lot of chemicals to produce more milk, you know. Um, and the, the calorie between the cow milk and the buffalo milk is buffalo milk is always the high calorie. So it is not good for the body. But back in India, like millions of cow and uh, more than the cow, they have buffaloes because buffalo produce more milk and more fat. So when you make the tea out of buffalo milk, it's more tasty than the cow milk. Cow milk is more expensive, buffalo is cheaper, thicker, so people tend to do that. But uh, in, the, in, the, in India, they don't, uh, they don't represent buffalo as a very, uh, as, a, as a holy animal, because it has a lot of negativity, negative products of its like, the cow dung is better than the buffalo dung because of the digestive system. And uh, they tend to use this cow dung to clean the house. You know, they, they dilute in the water and then they clean it. You might have seen the asana. Then. And it is scientifically shown that it kills the bacteria. So in order to clean the, like, clean the shrine, they always use the cow dung Taste diluted in the water with a uh, with a with a sponge or like some fabric. They just wipe it. This is to clear the the places. And a scientific research says it is antibacterial, so it kills. It's just like we put sprays and then we clean the house. It's like that. So the cow uh, the cow itself is known as. Uh, uh, in India, the, the cow is known as a mother because it has a lot of quality with the milk, with the, uh, with the uh, how you say, like, uh, very humble, and a lot of qualities, you know. But back in India, they would never say the buffalo, even the auntie, <laughs> not even close to mother. So these are the things why they are saying that the holy cow and so on. So these are like something uh, it came out of, like, milk. Now, uh, uh, while doing this, 
the fourth pranayama, exhale and pull. Let's let's do that again. Okay. as I did, this is the actual base that one needs to come to that level, you know. That, this is called like uh, the actual uh, speed when you are used to it. But now you can just exhale and try to pull inside. Spinal cord straight. Don't bend down. Please don't bend down. Don't bend your head straight. Can mix a little bit. Mix a little bit. It helps me to look actually and see what I'm doing. If it's yeah, you can have a leader at, at the home. beginning to look and yes, yes. And see. Then you can see that you're doing yeah. it. Well, you you can do it in front of a mirror. That's very helpful. When we're beginning, should we make sure that we are getting it all the way in rather than fast? Go slower, but yeah. contract as much as we can. Yeah, but as we are uh, getting used to it, then we can do it a little bit faster. Now, am I clear? Okay. Now, the fifth pranayama, as we go like from the gentle pace, first, second, third, fourth, it's becoming really intense. Now, we are slowing down with the anulom below, which says, <coughs> make the the air flow from one nostril, starting from one nostril, and then flow from another nostril, and then taking from the same one where you have uh, like, uh, like exhaled, and it has to come like something like pyramid. And why they say this is good? Because they say that the Sushupna Nadi, which is the 72,000, among that 72,000 channel, the subtlest channel is called the Sushupna Nadi, which is connected with seven chakra. That somehow gets activated when we do that. See? So therefore, and uh, this is another most important, the second most important pranayama among these seven. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. Very good for those who are asthma, heart attack, and those who have migraine pain, those who have a problem with the nervous system, retino, and ski. Are you taking air from the belly or the lungs? Lungs. 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 No belly taking air. All pranayama deals with the lungs. That's a very good question. Something to do. You know, feel the stomach. Remember, three to four seconds while inhaling, three to four seconds while exhaling. So make something like this, and again like this. Not like, and then this is wrong. This is wrong. Inhale, 
exhale. Exhale from the same nostril and then inhale from the same nostril and then exhale. And again, inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. Remember, there is a high chance with people who are into excitement of doing the pranayama yoga, remember always don't do it. Either blow out or take in in a, in a harsh way so that there is some problem with the eardrum. second to take in and then three to four seconds to exhale. This needs to be done continuously for ten minutes at least 10 minutes. Normally, back in India, we are asked to do the uh, Anulom below for 20 minutes and Kapalvali 20 minutes. That is the most, uh, how you say, minimized version. But here, I'm not getting like too much uh, into 20 minutes. Otherwise, people might say we don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to like slash down and remember this whole pranayama or any yogic practice must done only if you have taken like light meal, something like this, three hours. Or maybe like a big hamburger, maybe four hours. <laughs> and if you have taken water or milk or some sort, after one hour. Okay? Remember this. And it is best done in the morning after going to the loop. Clear yourself and then you do it. Okay? So, another nostril and same nostril and other nostril. The same one and the other nostril. Inhale from the same one and the other muscle. This creates more like feminine energy within oneself, which has to do with the compassion, which has to do with the uh, devotion, and this is the exercise which will also create a lot of dopamine and serotonin in our body. So it makes more peace and calm and happiness. We got it? Okay. So, this was the fifth pranayama. Now we have like sixth pranayama. And sixth pranayama is done for the three times. The sixth pranayama is called... Uh, okay. Uh, I forgot what was the name. Sixth pranayama. Okay. Brahmari. Yes, I, yes, I just forgot the name. <laughs> this is called Brahmari. 
Brahmari is actually to, uh, this is uh, the one which we did is all for those and Brahmari actually is for the, those people who are going through depression, hypertension and stress. Remember the one which we are going to do and this is, this one also calms people so it is very good for the hyper people you know like those who take like five cups of coffee and then they get the hyper. I think we need to do like <laughs> more of that. So I, I last time I went to this Starbucks to get a coffee and then that lady who was in the counter, she was hyper, you know like <laughs> maybe because of the smell every now and then, like maybe like twelve hours a day. So those who are, <laughs> who are already working in the coffee shop, maybe they should do more of this. <laughs> so, and now the Brahmari is actually, uh, they say that uh, the Lord Shiva and the Krishna, they used to practice this a lot. This is called the Brahmari, plucking the air like this, by thumb and covering the eyes with the three fingers and putting the index finger above the eyebrow gently so let me demonstrate it first like this okay gently and creating the sound um with the closed mouth so when one creates a sound with the closed mouth so it gives a vibration. Make sure that your touch is, teeth is touching each other. So it creates a sound, vibration. It is very good for stress, hypertension, and depression. So we do that. Uh, let me demonstrate that first. And create a sound. And when you listen to that sound, it sounds like buzzing bees. You are closing your ears, right? Yes, by the thumb and index finger above the eyebrow. Above the eyebrow. Okay. Start. Inhale and then create the sound OM with the closed mouth. that give you a vibration on the brain? Make sure your teeth is touched so that the vibration is stronger. <clears throat> okay? So this is to, if someone is really hyper, then one needs to <laughs> go in the back and avoid it. That really helps. 
And uh, this is really helpful. Like uh, this is done for the three times, and over a period of time, people can increase up to five and seven times. You know, those who have like more time. And now the seventh pranayama is called uh, udgid. Udgid actually means uh, chanting the mantra Om. And Om is known to be the universal sound. It has nothing to do with the religious uh, monopoly or something like that. So Om is um, considered to have three sounds of the universe, A-U-M-A. And uh, there are a lot of like uh, definitions on the Om, the symbol itself. But uh, rather than going to that level, let us understand this Om is um, not in something like a Hindu, Hindu's uh, monopoly uh, mantra or something like that. It's nothing to do with that. It is a universal sound. When one chants the Om, then it vibrates in the body and it creates a vibration where all the channels are vibrate and create a better, how you say, immune system and better mental, how you say, consciousness. So, a uh, lot of times it is to be practiced focusing on the third eye where, where the Adana Chakra exists. And uh, those who can activate this chakra or the third, open the third eye, whatever the terms we use, uh, this is to uh, increase our instinct, to understand ourselves deeply, to realize. So the realization or the understanding level or the flexibility level increases. Or in other words, we can say our instinct will develop. So focusing on here, the chakra, and we create the sound Om. This is called Udgit practice for the three times. Sometimes 
like for me, I go for a talk for like sometimes many talks, like seven, six hours continuously. So I have this swelling, you see? And some people have this swelling and thyroid problem. And for those who are having the thyroid problem, remember to do that minor pranayama, one more pranayama, which is called ujjahi. And ujjahi is very good for those who have thyroid and throat swelling problem. So we inhale and create a vibration here uh, through inhaling and creating a sound mm, okay, like this. <coughs> Can you do that? <coughs> Not <coughs> a vibration here and instantly within few minutes if you do that you know instantly the swelling becomes smaller instantly do it again <laughs> <laughs> salesman, um, <coughs> they need to talk. So this is good. So another thing is the long version. The longer version is like this. One. Two. So we have to hit three shots. seems like he's coming through his nose as you're bringing the breath in. We are breathing from here. But are you but taking it air has, in? Yeah, yeah, it is creating a vibration on this particular area. sound breathing out, but I can't do it coming in. <laughs> 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 
doesn't matter the sound. The sound is doesn't matter. Sometimes it may flip, you know, because your vocal cord is working in different way. So it may flip. The sound is not the important part. The important part is the vibration. Because the vibration is very important. I can feel the vibration. Yes. You can feel it. And then the vocal cord starts working in a very good way. And those who have uh, this thyroid problem or like uh, very like uh, swearing this, this really helps, you know. So even that is like uh, one of uh, one of the benefits that I got through the pranayama. <coughs> Otherwise, I always have like after two three hours, I have this sweating problem. Now this is the minor pranayama. Now we have the seven uh, like major pranayama or the main pranayama, and then one of this uh, with the gate. Now we are going to do like uh, minor asanas, okay? And Oh yes, so oh, sorry. <laughs> now, now before asana, uh, that's called mindfulness again. <laughs> now, the before this, I, I'm adding some more here because it's very benefit. Those who have blood pressure, high blood pressure, okay. Those who have high blood pressure, it's very good to clap their hands. And we are clapping hands, not just clapping like this, but putting our hands up our head and then clap as hard as you can for 30 times. So, it says, those who know the acupressure and the acupuncture, they might know everything that our palm and then the Below the feet, uh, we have all the points of acupressure, liver, spine, like uh, this is for eyes, this is for ear, you know, here is the kidney, here is the heart. So these are the points. But when you are clapping it, you are giving it so acupressure. And those who have the very high BP, they can control and go with the medicine, but if they hit like this 200 times, Within one week, the BP comes to very low, you know, so they have done a lot of research with that. Blood pressure, those who have high blood pressure, I'm not talking about those who have low blood pressure. <laughs> you might have 200 to times a day. 200 times early morning, hit like that. Okay. That could really like uh, make the blood pressure high, come a little bit down. How are you breathing when you do that? No, no, just, 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 yeah, just normal. Because here the concentration, like we have already finished the pranayama part, so now we are like doing a little bit of exercise. This is like side by side tips that I'm giving uh, to you so that it really helps, you know. So this is very good for the blood pressure. And it also, like, if you just hit like a normal healthy person hits, there is a high, like, high tendency that you never get that blood pressure. See, so what's, what's the difference though if you're hitting those acupressure points doing it this way, what's the benefit of having it up here instead of here? Because it has not much, but you're moving your limbs, you know, you're moving your limbs okay. because you're not doing like this, everything <laughs> very lazy. So we are trying to like, and it gives refreshing by doing this, you know, if you do like this, 
you may fall asleep after maybe 20 claps. <laughs> so this is like more beneficial for the movement, you know. We tend to do like move our hands and then like that. So um, now another practice is called Hashyabhyayam. Uh, Hashyabhyayam means laughing exercise. The laughing exercise uh, is also used in the, uh, by the people who are doing the laughing therapies. Uh, like there are lots of results which, uh, where the doctor gives up and says like, oh, this is what I have to do and uh, this is what I have studied uh, in the physiological field or maybe biological field. So this is what we have to offer. And there are people who overcome a lot of ailments which the doctors has already given up their hands. And this laughing therapy, it was uh, developed in the West, but in the East, they were already having a hashabhyayam, where the one hand put hand like this to give the pressure while laughing. So it needs to be done in such a way that you take out all the toxins out of your body, you know. And then it really calms down the, how you say, balance the hormones. And then the stress hormone starts going out and it's very good for the lungs as well as for the neurons. So the way we are doing is like this. <laughs> like that, okay? So let's do it and you will see instant results, something like that. vibration is so big that people will automatically laugh like anything and then the tears come. <laughs> you see? So if you just see like face to face and then try to see the face of one another, it's like really, really like the real laughter comes out, which you might have never done that for years. When was the last time you really laughed like this? Remember? When did you do that? And when the tears roll down, we don't even know. When was the last time did I laugh like that? We don't remember. See? So this is laughter therapy. You see the energy that you get out of that? You can feel it, right? It may sound like a very crazy activity, but it is not crazy. Those who look and laugh uh, find it funny, they are crazy. <laughs> See? See, is that like the whole tie? Is that yeah. the whole tie situation? Yeah. <laughs> oh. So when you do that, you are giving more pressure, you know? So let us do it for three times, okay? Looking at the face so that you can find it very funny. <laughs> <laughs> We could just do that for a class. <laughs> Normally we do that. We do that. Actually, every morning 
When you go to a bar, any like whenever you're back at home, like you know, you don't need a specific time to do that. But this is like if you do it in a group, the energy is really strong. It's just like doing OM by yourself and doing it the OM chanting in the group. It creates a lot of great energy, you know. And then if you if you really do it, and then just give a like how you say free flow on it, you will laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh without any reason, you know. And it says that if you can laugh for five minutes like that, like maybe like three to four times a week, most of your elements ailments are gone. You see? The stress and the depression are also gone. So these are the benefits. Which is very cheap, <laughs> fun, <laughs> fun, and uh, you, you, you don't need like a specific time. But of course, you have to be aware with your neighbors. You may find it. <laughs> so when, when I and Todd used to do it, we always like monitor whether the, the neighbors are going to complain or not. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, now, after this, we are going to start uh, 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 the asanas, the minor asana, and remember, all the asanas starts from bottom up. That means, the asana needs to start from the foot, limb, and then to head, okay? So it goes bottom up. So, one can sit like this, sit like this. Yeah, just like that, you're fine. And then move your limbs of the leg. Either, either like, like this or either together. Just, I'm just giving you simple asanas, it's very easy. Is it easy? Yeah, very easy. Just do that, okay? You don't need to like put it up. You can just put it down and just move the thigh and then the calf, just like that. Okay. After this, after this relaxation, we pump our toes. One, two, pump, pump the toes. Four, not like this. Pump, just pump the toes as much as you can. Okay, like ten times. Okay. After this, back and forth, tighten your calf. You're dealing with the toes, ankle. Now remember what is the benefit out of that. Because you're dealing with the ankle. Now make round. Okay? Slowly so that you don't injure five times and then rotate anti-clockwise and clockwise five, five times. Okay? Everybody can do it? Fine. Now after this, you touch your heel towards your body, like this. This is called butterfly. It just looks like a butterfly. So, hold it like this. Those who uh, cannot do this, fine. This is uh, as much as you can touch the heel. And you cross your fingers like this. Put it here. And then move it like this. So it creates a flexibility over here and it 
also burns the fat on the buttock and the thigh. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Well, look how, look over, how flat, over, how flat over a period of time, you, you can touch here and then you can touch this, you know. And we do like this for 50 times, okay? Two, three, four, five, six. I think everyone can do it, more or less, yeah. As much as you can. There is no like a great deal with this. Yeah, that's fine, really fine. Yeah, okay? Perfect. Now, after this, since we are dealing with our ankle the most, you know, this part is most. We dealt with this muscle, we have dealt with the ankle, we have dealt with the calf and then the other muscles, and we have done with the buttock and the thigh, uh, how do you say, uh, the exercise, and now the below part is done. We're finished with this. <laughs> it, it's very easy, okay? Now the middle part is finished, the leg part. Now we come to the hand. Make your elbow straight. Straight um, just uh, as um, you said, the level of your shoulder. Okay, level of your shoulder, like straight. Okay, then putting the thumb inside, pump, give an pressure. Two, three, when you put the thumb inside, it gives a perfect acupressure to the whole arm, rather than doing like this. Five, six, slowly seven, eight, nine, and ten. So after that, without bending the elbow, we do the rotation. Those who can do it, it's fine. Those who cannot, fine. Two, three, four, and five. Okay, now next round, the opposite side, it's like, okay, without bending the elbow. Now, okay, after this, we have dealt with this, and then the palm, this, the major thing that we are using, we are doing some minor exercise you know, for all those parts. And now, the most important, one, uh, one of the most important practice is we are trying to deal with the shoulder blades, you know, touching the fingertip on the shoulder and making a round, let me demonstrate it, making the 360 degree, but when you go up, inhale like this. When you come down, exhale. So make the round as big as possible and try to touch here when you come and then you go back. So remember, your shoulder blades is moving, you know, okay, like this, slowly, slower you do, there is a very good pressure on the body, you know, very good massage and the movement and there is a less chance of injury. So clockwise and anti-clockwise five five times. Let's do the next round. The opposite side. Inhale when you are above. Inhale, up, exhale. Inhale and exhale. Okay? We are trying to touch our elbow when we come down or when we are starting. Okay? And then we go as we can, we can make as big as we can. 
So can you feel your shoulder blades movement on this back? Now, after that, we have... Uh, what do we have? <laughs> huh? Yes, yes, touching, touching the shoulder and the palm, hands on the palm, and again, shoulder. Same, inhale and exhale. Make a rotation, not only up and down, but to rotate, okay? Yeah, yeah, you're doing perfect. Okay, yeah. And please remember, don't move like this. <laughs> don't move like this. Put the hand there, just move this and this. Don't move everything at a time. Okay? Okay, now, this is with the shoulder. And what do we have? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Now, with the, uh, with the, we, we hold the wrist by opposite hands, like this. This is good uh, for those, like, those who have very laziness of the body. And when we, are, when we are tired or when we just get up, this exercise is very good for us to wake, you know. When we, uh, let me demonstrate, inhale and then pull down, okay? And hold it there for like three seconds and exhale. And again, inhale and hold and exhale. But do it, like don't pull it too hard so that you hurt your um, body from the back of your head, okay? As much as you can, but don't try to put it too hard. Hold. Inhale. Hold. Again. Again. One last time. Okay, three, three times. That's it. So now we have the, uh, we have done like most of our body, and uh, now we have the neck, neck exercise, which is to cross your finger. Now here we have to put it just behind the eyeballs, you know. Okay, over here. And we inhale, this is for the neck exercise, to strengthen the neck, you know. We inhale, hold, and we press the neck towards, head towards backwards, and then hand towards frontwards. So it's like the opposite side pulling, so that there is a pressure on the neck the back of the neck, okay, inhale, hold and push, can you feel the neck pressure, you have to feel it, like three to four seconds, inhale, again inhale, push the opposite direction, Exhale. So this is for the back. Now for the side neck, similarly, 
we put above our ear, just above our ear, and inhale, hold, and push towards the opposite side. Next. You have to feel the pressure on the neck, huh? Can you feel the pressure? Can you feel? When you get used to it, you will find more pressure. Like three times and three times, okay? That's it. Now, what we have is the final one, which is the back. The back exercise. So, yeah, we are doing with the back, so which we have to uh, turn around, like uh, in the on on stomach, lie down on stomach. This is called the crocodile posture, the makra asana. Makra is crocodile. So, <laughs> might have to lie down here. Okay? So, like this. We lie down like this. And just next to the chest. Next to the chest. We put our hand. And breathe in and hold the breath and like you can like do like this as much as you can those who can do it perfectly like this that's best but those who cannot just try to pull up hold the breath and at the same time try to look up in the ceiling as much as you can so that it will give contract uh, the stomach back and then the neck as well Are you breathe in do it slowly, look up in the ceiling, hold, and come down. Are your feet together? Yes, feet yes. Not spread apart? Not spread. Okay. One more. Look up in the ceiling, hold, one more time. So, for the third time, we're doing quite different, because when we look up, and we try to see our heels from the right side and the left side. This is more intense, I would say. Look at like this, and then look at like this. Looking at our own heel, we go up, inhale, hold, and then look the both side, and then come down, exhale. Okay? Can we do it? And those who cannot do it, they can continue with the first one. Inhale. That's it. Now this is for the back exercise. Now you can turn around and be in the sleeping posture on your back with the open palm. This is called the Shap Asana. Shap means dead body. Dead body posture. Open your palms and just be relaxed. Just be relaxed. Don't have to do anything, close your eyes for 
few minutes, just close your eyes and try to flow. I'm sure your back, after this few exercises, you feel really relaxed. This is called the Shabhasana. It's giving the flow to your body. No reaction. Don't fall asleep. Okay, now one may get up. Okay, thank you. These are the, like uh, the pranayamas, and I'm sure like these are not very difficult for all of us. Is it good? Good. Yeah, the asanas covers the whole body, back, shoulder, neck, and then your all the body limbs which are mostly used in the day-to-day -day basis and we have covered all the pranayamas <coughs> and I think uh, so if uh, anyone has any questions so we have a few minutes and are there the pranayama on number six yes um, the ears and the eyes that be a good one for relaxing before sleep? Yes, that is, that is. Because a lot of like things pops up in our mind and okay. it, it makes us very difficult to see. You know? So one can do that. Okay. Yeah, sometimes I do that before sleep. <laughs> it sounded like that would help. Yes, yes. It wants to stimulate though. Yes. I have uh, shoulder problems a lot of times. What's the best movement for that? Like uh, shoulder problem uh, because while you're moving like this or it is weak? No, it's it's what they call bursitis. So it's a, it's a physical problem where you start to lose fluid in the, oh. in the shoulder. Uh -huh. so. so the best thing is you can do the minor, like if you're hard, very difficult with this, please don't do anything which is difficult. Just don't do it. But remember this one, the Anulom below, number five, and the number two, Pranayama. The Kapalbhati is the most, most important. That I have mentioned yesterday that 250 million people got overcome the different sort of ailments which, uh, which is starting from the uh, the cancer of third, uh, third stage and different sort of cancers, you know, different sort of cancer, tuberculosis, hepatitis A, B, C, D, and then the skin disease, a lot of like complications inside, asthma, ulcer, constipation, like tuberculosis, a lot of people have come through this and uh, they have a lot of research as well as the uh, files. So. Uh, and, and even like the, like the cartilage problem and then the bone issues and a lot of things. And still, like there are still doctors and scientists working with this pranayama. These are the results that they have come, which is, they, which is till now they can cure like more than 200-300 ailments, starting from cancer, you know, starting from different sort of cancer. And then they are also doing the 
the, the pranayama with the HIVs and with 200 patients, and then they say the 90% result is good, but they want to have everything deal with the WHO and then uh, investigate the whole results, you know, and then only they are going to prove. But verbally, uh, the yogi master was saying that 90% has been improved through the yogi practice and a little bit of diet control as well. So, if it works with such serious diseases, then I would think it's got to work for things like somebody that's got a cold or yes, sinus yes. troubles. Yes, sinus, sinus is going to help because I had a sinus. It is gone now. No more sinus. I had cold issues, you know. I always used to sneeze. I don't sneeze now. So please teach Bhante Sumana. So yeah. Yes, <laughs> For the sinus, this is... This can help. The 70% is guaranteed by the techniques. The 30% lies on the personal, how they do it. Because if you see the report of 250 million people, it's not a joke. You can't take that very lightly. Had it been like a bunch of people, like a few hundred people, we can say like, oh, maybe coincident. But they have all the reports. Every each ailment has a report of 5,000 to 10,000 people getting cured. Let's say hepatitis A, they have like 5,000, 6,000 people who are already cured and it's all piled up. There's a record. And then there is, and then there are so many cases where doctor says, okay, I give up, I cannot do that. Because doctor also needs to evolve a lot of knowledge in their own field. We, we, we have to understand that every science, every technology is evolving every now and then. You see? So we cannot 100% give, say like, okay, if the doctor says I cannot, we cannot. There are possibilities which the doctors may not be knowing. Through his own theories, whatever he has learned, he may say to that extent, okay, this is my, and I give up. Doesn't mean that you don't have cure and other options, like alternatives. As I mentioned about the laughing therapies, you know. People came with this idea, a beautiful idea where people and there are like a lot of like healings going on. So, uh, the cartilage things, uh, the bone issues, there are lots and lots of like thousands and thousands of people who have cured. Those who have uh, cartilage problem, like less cartilage or it's dried up. And it has also like, some people have bigger limb, smaller limb, you know. Even that, that flesh has increased and become balanced foot. Some have like smaller hand and then the bigger hand, you know. It also came into the sand. And the best thing is when you do kapal bhati, if you do seriously, remember this. Within two, three days, your, your, your eating capacity will go down. Because the stomach is always like a balloon. You squeeze it, you know, it gets shrunk. And then when you blow it, it becomes big. So, when you start doing Kapalbhati and other practice, your eating capacity before was this much, come down automatically. And then you don't feel hungry. Not that you are going for a dieting. So this is the best thing. In two, three days, if you do it practice seriously, you just absorb, you know, your eating habit will come down. But that doesn't mean you are becoming weak. No. Your, your productivity will rise, 
and your fats, calories, eating habits, everything will come down, which is really good. And those who are very skinny will build muscles. And those who have bigger size will come down. So it keeps the balance. It keeps the balance. So we are not talking about now like over one month, right? More than one month. I eat only one meal in a day. So I don't become like so like and I don't have headache, I don't feel hunger. I eat only one meal. Morning, no breakfast, no dinner. One cup of, small cup of milk, not half of, two percent. <laughs> small cup of that, and then at night I take one cup of orange juice, that's it. See? So I don't lose energy. In fact, I'm doing the gym also, you know. Like, like physical exercise with the dumbbells and everything. I do push-ups and everything, like about half an hour. So it's not making me weak. So remember, with the pranayama, your productivity and your energy goes higher. It's just like a Japanese motorbike, Japanese car, I would say. You know, when they invented the motorcycles and the cars in the early period, maybe one gallon gives 10 kilometers. But the Japanese invention, one liter, maybe one gallon can give 100 miles. So the fuel is little, but the energy or the productivity goes high. Similarly, when you do this, your engine starts working more productivity. You have more energy. More efficient. Yeah, more energy with less food. Now it's the opposite around. Like, you know, consumption is more and then like productivity is less. You see? But here it changes. So remember this, and your productivity will really go high. And then the healthier you become, you have more creativity. You, you tend to feel like, okay, very light, you know. And you are very happy going. So a lot of mental connection also there. So it's very important when we do that. So please don't think this is only the physical exercise. It has a lot to do with the mental as well. And uh, regarding the food, I would say, if you can uh, reduce the white rice and replace it with the brown rice, white sugar and then replace it by brown sugar, you know, whatever the food you are eating, like maybe less red meat and then more this and dairy products, a little bit reduced at the same time. Maybe you are using like five spoon per day, maybe you reduce to four spoon, you know, and then keep that for like two, three weeks, and then like another one spoon reduct, not at one time. And that is not good for, because the body also needs to adjust with the food and everything. Uh, and I mentioned earlier that your, your stomach is going to shrink, and Todd felt that I am I, I, doing already, and I told Todd also, and he also like felt like his stomach is like becoming smaller. And then less you eat, and your productivity go high, and you become slim, trim. Then in very new, like summer is coming up, and then you can always swim. How do you feel like your appetite has decreased? Yes. Yeah. So, any questions? Last one more. 
Then we wrap up. We have to figure out the next time to meet. Yes. TJ, you said that these should be done in order, the seven pranayama yoga, the steps should be done in order. Yes. Can you break them up and do half in the morning and half at night, or you have to do all of them at the same time? Yeah, I think all of the time, all uh, in one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once you get used to it, I'm sure, like, this shows very, um, uh, something like, uh, you know, because we take care of our job and career so much, but we don't take care of our health. Because if we slash down one hour, no problem. Because if we have the health, there is a saying back in East saying, Jan hai to jahan hai. That means if you have the health, if you have the proper physical body, all the world is yours. You can do anything. You can go to a party, you can picnic, you can enjoy, you can work, you can do productive things, you know. Everything is there. But if you don't have health, even with billions of money, it's not going to help. You cannot enjoy the billions of money. You are sick lying somewhere and other people will enjoy. <laughs> so, health is wealth. There is an English saying, health is wealth. And when I was young, I used to think, why this health is wealth? I think wealth is more than the health. And if you have wealth, you can have health because the doctors, medication and everything. But I tell you, if that was the case, what about the Steve Jobs? What about Michael Jackson? What about those billionaires and millionaires, you know? Oh no, I cannot. So if you have the health and your living and dying is measured on the biological age, the biological age, not in the chronological age. If I say I'm going to die or alive, it is measured on the biological age. That means how good my body, organs and everything are functioning. According that, the doctors will come out with the thing, okay, now I think by looking at your biological effects, you know, you're going to live like 15 years. They can measure from now. So it, it is always measured through the health, not through your age. Like, oh, now I'm 60. Oh, now I'm 50. I'm going to die. Oh, no, 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 no. Some people, like I've seen, like small kids, and then their biological is not good. So maybe chronologically, as per the calendar, their happy birthday to you, it may be like 20, or maybe 13, 15, you know. But looking at them, it's like 40. The biological age is 40. So please remember that health is such a great thing. So if we can just give 30, 40 minutes for the health, then if we have better health, we can be with our family, friends, even the meditation practice. If our health goes down, <laughs> the job also will go down and like uh, the family this also becomes more irritating because you are sick and then you cannot give time and then you might feel again guilty because you couldn't get time and a lot of complications you know so forget about all this 
even those billionaires cannot enjoy. Even having all the things cannot enjoy if you don't have the help. How many days a week? Every single day? Yeah. So what does a person do when they have to leave the house at 7.15 in the morning and they don't get home until 7 or 8 at night? Get up at 5. <laughs> I do get up at 5. I have to meditate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why I'm saying that you have to give enough time for your health. You cannot have an excuse saying, oh, I meditate, so I don't do this. Because you may meditate, but health also is very important, you know. So I should do this instead of meditating? No, 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 no. You do both. Now you do both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you do both. Yeah. Okay, TJ, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, you do both. Yeah. We have to manage because this is always, you cannot say like, oh, I don't have time because the time needs to be managed. Time needs to be managed by oneself. I have a story that a person, a single mother, like no divorced mother, three kids, and then fit from morning to, and then she has an intense job, and she was a writer. This is something story, not in East, this is the Western story. So she has to cook, feed all these children sent to school, and she has to go to work, she has to come back, and then she has a passion of writing. You know? She was a writer. I don't know her name, you know, but uh, I can give you the name, but I don't remember that. She was a writer, so how she managed was she slashed down every each, like, like she used to like read a little bit of, uh, what do you say, the newspaper, watch TV, so she cut off the times. Every five minutes, ten minutes, she cut off and make it in a certain precise. And she had a break of lunch break of like one hour. She finished lunch within like 20 minutes and 40 minutes she writes, you know. Even by coming at home, like she manages like half an hour, like that, you know. So she, she wrote a book and then she was like, I think, millionaires later on. That, that, that really, like, uh, before I used to do the same thing, like, oh, I don't have time, oh, this, that. But listening to that story, it really gave me power. You know, like, oh, oh, I have to cut that uh, t t television show, oh, yes. That is consuming, like, one hour. So I cut from there. Oh, the newspaper, oh, always talking about the Boston bomb blast. I don't want to listen to that. Yeah. Something positive. See? So that's how we uh, slash the and then management, you know. I think that is very important. So okay to do it at night? Yes, it is. Oh, it is. okay. You can do it at night or in the daytime, you know, or in the morning, but remember, after the food, if you have like light food, like, like yesterday we had the food, I think that, four hours. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite heavy, <laughs> maybe four hours. <laughs> but if it's quite light, uh, then I think, uh, Three hours is okay. Normally in India they would say like you you do only after five minutes, five hours. Five hours means like ultimatum. <laughs> so that's not possible again. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I do the dedication. I wear my clothes.
Jawa ne da dan je ro du 